Ooh, it is so nice and chilly. It is fall in the air. I'm so glad that we could go camping again. And luckily, I myself have a wonderful boyfriend who is a former Boy Scout who knows how to start up fires. Yes. Not like wildfires, but like campfires. Well, they, or could, wildfires. they could be wildfires if you're not careful, but luckily I am careful. Yes, you are a very, very careful and safe man. <laughs> no, you were a former Boy Scout? Yes. Or Eagle Scout? What's no, the difference? No, not, not Eagle Scout. So, well, whatever the difference is, <laughs> welcome gays, ghouls, and everyone in between. This is the Horror Bandwagon, your source for spooky, ooky, and sometimes kooky entertainment. And we are officially back at this uh, nice little campsite. Uh, but this time we are talking about another nostalgia trip called Goosebumps the Haunted Mask. Nostalgia equals Goosebumps for me entirely. Just the whole series when it comes to the books and when it comes to the TV show. However, I, especially because of the Halloween season, obviously, but I am specifically drawn to the haunted mask i kind of have a you know special place in my heart for the haunted mask because that one really stuck with me and it kind of uh i think it really did scare me when i was little um so that's why i kind of wanted to make a special episode just talking about it i know last week we talked about another nostalgia trip which was called are you afraid of the dark we visited some special tales from from that series um and i hope that we can do a, a part two because i thought we did really have a really interesting discussion about those those episodes yeah um however i also wanted to take another trip for this specific episode and we are just going to be talking about the haunted mask episode now you've never seen the goosebumps tv show that's correct you haven't seen that correct okay so that's two strikes so far cody has not seen the are you afraid of the dark series or Goosebumps. What was your childhood? Um, you just played Pokemon. <laughs> Pretty much. It's just Pokemon <laughs> and Digimon. No, I never played Digimon. You couldn't play Digimon. I thought you could play Digimon. Well, I couldn't play G Digimon. What do you mean? I don't know. I just didn't. I, I, I still really don't understand Digimon. Um, uh, were they like... They were monsters. Yeah. Digimon. Digital monsters. It was all in the theme song. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> So, have you read the books? Have you read the Goosebumps I, books? I actually believe that I did read some of the Goosebumps books. I and nothing calls out to you? I couldn't tell you which ones. No, I mean, I the Goosebumps didn't really stick with me as much as the um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark did. And I also feel like the... Because Goose, did Goosebumps have any, like, pick your own adventure? Yes, because eventually those, they did. Those were the ones that I would have read. Yeah, so I, I forget if it was Goosebumps or if it was, but it definitely was R.L. Stein. He did do a pick your own adventure uh, kind of book series eventually in the in the series and i think he revisited some of the same tales and kind of just did the, that kind of spin to yeah, it i feel like i remember something with like a scary scarecrow but i mean okay so these books really like are a big part of my heart because i love these books when i was little also contributing to me being a horror fanatic i actually like ran my own like goosebumps like company when i was little uh probably shouldn't be talking about this because uh well, my parents probably won't be listening to this, but <laughs> they, so what I would do is I would 
get as many Goosebumps books as I could. But if somebody else had a Goosebumps book that I wanted, we would do like some sort of trade or I would sell my book and be like, you know, I can sell this for $5. I would also buy off from other people's books as well. I won't go more than $5 when I was little. So I would go to my parents and if I, there was a book I really wanted, I would be like, oh my God, I need this money for this specific Goosebumps book. So they would give me $5 and I would give it to some other classmate and they would give me the Goosebumps book. And sometimes I would make money in, in return. Yeah, that was my that was my goosebumps scheme. I'm gonna go start inventorying our library. Oh my god! So I mean, I don't even know if I still have them, which is kind of sad. Uh, eventually, I will will plan to buy the whole in- entire collection of uh, the goosebumps. Do you think there's like a fancy hardcover like like shelving thing? Yeah, like where you can like put all your goosebumps. Oh, I would love that. That would look so cute. And I definitely, if you guys know that, if you guys know um, any like collector's edition, like Goosebumps stuff, please send it to me. I would love to look into that. Um, but eventually, uh, Goosebumps became a TV show. So I was introduced to the books first. And then w- when the series came out, I was 100%. I always remember coming back from school and after school like around four o'clock or so um they would show an episode and i like distinctly remember going to my room and just like putting it on like it, it was just like my favorite so if you guys aren't subscribed to this podcast i think it is a must especially for any goosebumps fan um for anybody who wants to get on the goosebumps bandwagon i think this will be perfect for you cody uh they're called say pot and die it actually is uh two uh, queer people who will who just kind of just discuss and analyze and that's what i love is that they analyze the these goosebumps books so this this pod this episode we're just going to be talking about the episode and we're just enjoy, like kind of having our own nostalgia trip however if you want analysis you want to you know really truly deep dive into these books and also sometimes the series i think they do like bonus episodes mm-hmm. say pot and die go go follow them go follow them on instagram they have really really good content yeah go check them out and this is our bloody tracks portion of the show. So, The Haunted Mask, it was released officially in 1995. Uh, the book itself came out at 1994. When Stein, uh, when R.L. Stein appeared at the top of the USA Today bestseller list in 1994, uh, one of the CEOs of Fox Kids at the time took notice, and she bought one of the copies of the Goosebumps books uh, which was called Say Cheese and Die, which is what uh, Say Pot and Die is kind of referencing. Ah, yeah. And okay. his uh, his positive response, so the, the little kid's positive response, led her uh, to offer Scholastic a TV deal for the TV series. They were like, oh my God, so kids are loving this. So they decided to do that and go into live production for most, actually, I think most of the Goosebumps books were turned into TV, uh, TV episodes. The original premiere of this episode and the its VHS release included R.L. Stein as the episode's host. So uh, initially, this was a airing for a Halloween special mm-hmm. for the Fox Network. It was like Fox Kids or a Fox Family, and it had over 14 million people who watched it. Uh, initially, it was both in Canada and the U.S. As okay. we will know later on. Uh, 
these are mostly Canadian actors. Sorry about it. <laughs> uh, so that's why it was kind of special that R.L. Stein was the host. You know, he first comes onto the scene and is like, hi, my name is R.L. Stein. Uh, not much of an actor, but he does his best. He mm-hmm. created this. So he's very, he's very, we, we appreciate R.L. Stein here at the horror bandwagon. Uh, so the, so, so the filming started in 1995 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, the producer, Steve Levitin, said that the horror elements of the episode were toned down because of the concerns about the broad demographic appeal and the much younger kids who would be part of the audience. Uh, I feel like they had to do a lot of that with the books itself because the book, in the book, they cut out some scenes mm-hmm. for the TV series, not just because of, I, I guess, like of time constraint because obviously this book uh, compared to the other episodes in the series this one they had to split it up into two separate parts yes so goosebumps the haunted mask carly beth falls for every prank played on her so on halloween she buys the scariest mask possible at an off-limits room at an old store however little does she know that the mask has a mind of its own Dun, dun, dun. Spooky. Uh, so the episode starts, obviously, with the amazing theme song of Goosebumps. Uh, and it has the amazing theme uh, opening credits, which starts with this G for Goosebumps. I guess, like, haunting and plaguing uh, across this town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the whole... Um, the, the guy has the suitcase and, and then it opens. litters all over the place. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. And watches it happen. I personally am well, very yeah. against this normalization of littering on our children's minds. I'm guessing that uh, this was R.L. Stein, the kind of character opening in his stories, cross going across the town. Uh, we have the lady who turns evil, like, or like looks at her shit. It just has a poster board of a woman smiling and then being shady after the, <laughs> having a shady look in her face the dog has green eyes so the uh, no, not green eyes yellow yeah. eyes and you know that has a little fun little part because the music then changes to like bark 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 bark, bark. yep <laughs> which is adorable um, and then we have a little montage of all like the different episodes in the season and then we get into the haunted mask so we have our main character her name is carly beth which, uh, honestly, for me, it sounds like the most innocent uh, name for a person. Carly Beth. Which is funny because we have, I think we had a Mary Beth in the other uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Yeah, but I feel like Mary Beth sounds like a more normal name. Like, Carly Beth just seems like you're trying too hard. Carly Beth. But, like, when I hear Carly Beth, if there's any person who's named Carly Beth, I will forever uh, have it be connected to the Haunted Mask. Although I think there was a girl in my high school. It was Carly Beth. She just went by Carly, but no, that's not this girl. She's Carly Beth. Get it right. It's just it's a it's a mouthful. Uh, Maybe there was another Carly that they wanted to differentiate her from. I don't know. Oh, I guess they, so. You know, it's 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 her life. It's her choices. <laughs> so, uh, so something overall with this episode, it is like spewing Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I see this episode, when I see this episode, it just the atmosphere makes it feel like it's fall it makes it feel like it's halloween like mm-hmm. halloween time we open up with sabrina and carly beth like just strolling around also it's like 
suit like late at night. I don't know why these characters are just like roaming around. Maybe it's because we live in now at a time where like everything has like curfews and we have to be extra careful. There's no trick or treating this year, so like everyone's on edge. Uh, but for me, I'm like, okay, these characters are just like roaming around. And then um, Carly Beth is like, she sees this store and she's like, a new store. It came Where nowhere. did this come from? And I'm yeah. like, is it a spirit Halloween? <laughs> just popping up in places. This used to be like a candy store. Now it's just like one of these, uh, which kind of adds to the paranormal like uh, essence of the story mm-hmm. that maybe this just popped in out yeah. of nowhere. No lie. There's a spirit Halloween that pops up every year near where I work. That's in an old like car dealership. <laughs> Hey, you know what? They got the parking lot for it. So Halloween time, it gets crazy up in Spirit Halloween. And then they have, and we did go into a little bit of debate of this pumpkin patch because you were asked, you were saying that it could possibly, like, is this a, just like an open field of pumpkins? Yeah, is it like a community garden? Because first of all, um, these are all large, they're looking pumpkins. Huge pumpkins. And... I am very skeptical just to begin with that yeah. these are just like a free for all. But separately, I feel like you'd have some like some little pumpkins, some like <laughs> less traditionally beautiful pumpkins. The white pumpkins. pumpkins you, like, the have, ones are like oval shaped. Yeah, you'd have, a, I feel like you wouldn't have a bunch of like large, perfectly round pumpkins that obviously someone just went and bought and then didn't even have the time to pretend they were still on the vine. They're clearly just like sitting in the field. Yeah. And then we have, of course, the first jump scare of the episode. And we see Carly Beth, you know, she's a giant scaredy cat. And these two boys are picking on her. And, um, you know, just to to note that they later are like, we were only picking on you because we liked you. Not okay. The, yeah. No, no, no. Well, also, like, but, are these kids kind of knew where Carly Beth and Sabrina yeah, were going. That was, that was the creepy part. because They had to hide there the whole time. Because they're like, oh, they must have followed us there. But they couldn't have followed you because they would have had to follow you and then realize you were going to walk past this pumpkin patch and then run past you and then find someone to bury both of them because you couldn't. Oh, yeah. Like, well, no, were, you can cover yourself up in that hay. They were, like, very buried in it. Yeah, I that's feel true. Like, I feel like you could have covered up one and then maybe the other was like now like buried him and then went behind the tree. I don't know. I just, do you I, think Sabrina, which is her best friend here, uh, do you think Sabrina was like, was she in cahoots? No, I think it was Salem. Oh, my God. Wrong TV show. <laughs> Wrong TV show, babe. But we do love uh, our Sabrina and Salem. However, this Sabrina, do you think she was in cahoots with, with the I kids? I don't know, because like at first it sort of seemed like she might have been. Because Sab- Sabrina in this episode, like, I-, I don't know, like, I haven't read the book in so long. I don't know how she's portrayed in the book. But in this um, in this show, she kind of seems very standoffish with Carly Beth. Yeah, she's-, she's always like, oh, but Carly Beth, you're always, like, scared of everything. And I feel like she... I feel like she would be the kind of friend who would be in cahoots with these these assholes and would be like, okay, maybe this will help her. Or at the best, she's just like, she's the living embodiment of the phrase, you know, all it takes for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing. What the fuck? What is that? Well, it's just like, if you don't do anything about the evil you see, then it's just going to keep like getting worse. Uh-oh. And she, she is like, Obviously, just letting it all happen and not even trying no, yeah. to stop it. So, like, 
Yeah. She's she's like, oh my god, because the whole time that these guys jump out and scare her, there's not one, there's yeah, so, nothing. Like Sabrina doesn't even like Sabrina's come like, in to like oh, help her. Hi. She's like just witnessing the whole thing. So I mean, I think there could be more points for uh, Sabrina to be a better friend in this situation. But you know what? You know they're they're kids. You know I'm not gonna. Um, say too much about them but i believe they're in middle school and i feel like i believe these kids are are, are their age yeah i believe uh, it too yeah they're also, like they are definitely old enough to like be out on their own early in the evening but like yeah not out all night no not 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 out all night now two things one i would love an open pumpkin patch I think this is such a good idea. Just make a lot of pumpkins and just go in and grab whatever you want. Yeah, I but, would love that. But people will take advantage of that. One person who is a bad faith actor will walk in, take all the pumpkins, and then set up a stand right outside and sell them to people for 15 bucks a pop. I guess, I guess so. But secondly, I love Carly Beth's fashion in this. Carly Beth has this like uh, like pinkish sweater um, that is also kind of like a turtleneck. And has a flannel shirt over. I think that is so cute. I think that's like, I would wear that. It is pretty cute. Um, But she is also striking like hardcore bangs with this look. I think this, I think Carly Bat's look is like what a lot of people dress now. Because the the 90s look is coming back. It's coming back in style. Um, So we then, you know, move over to her family home. And she, we meet her mom. And her mom is this very like kind of... um, artist and she does this like i guess clay or yeah, some sort of model this, like, this clay bust of carly beth's head and carly beth is like is that me like she does she's not like <laughs> happy about it well and it the, does look very scary oh, yeah. version of her and the mom is like the mom is just an innocent bystander well here. She's, she's like, like I, I did it because i, I love you yeah, I, I just i love you so much i wanted to make you something and she doesn't do it for her son which is very telling but, but then like off screen she's scared she gets scared she's like it smiled at me it smiled at me and she's like or winked at me or something like that and yeah she's and like, she's like what are you talking about and so, like, that that begs the question of, like, what is this clay bust for? Like, We never really, like... It's not established why that's supernatural. We kind of know why the mask is supernatural, but we don't understand why, like, this clay bust is clearly established to move on its own before we even get to the mask in the first place. Yeah. It, yeah. So, we do see a scene where, you know, after Carly Beth just goes to her room, she we see that the model smiles at us um and we're like okay (laughs) we'll take a note of that Mm -hmm. and so carly beth then gets scared by her younger brother and you know he is wearing i guess the duck costume that she eventually is going to be wearing um because her mom is making her a duck costume which Which is is, again like it's another like so cute like her mom is a really good mom yeah i I will i will read her for the fact that all the feathers are coming off of it already let's come on but it was very sweet of her because the mom is like, but you said that one time, and obviously Carly Beth was joking and the mom didn't realize it. Then she was like, you said when we saw that duck costume that no, you wanted a duck costume. I think this is this is a case of she actually is with her mom and she really loves the duck costume and I think she really did like it. But then at the moment, she is very much in her feelings and she is like a growing teenager. Like she goes through, they're, they're going to go from up and down. Mm-hmm. Like then she's going to be like, no, that's not cool. 
I didn't want to. Who's going to be a duck costume? Because she now is in her feelings where she wanted to scare the crap out of uh, these other two boys who during this whole series, during this whole show, we I don't understand because they're, they seem pretty close. Like, I feel like these boys are like they they are her friends. I think they think that they're friends. But and Carly Beth kind of has a good rapport with them sometimes you know like it kind of no, has i think i think that she that they just pick on her and she hates it and the show but it doesn't seem like these kids are like they're definitely bullies they're 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 oh, definitely yeah, bullying 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 campaign yeah but i also just don't i feel like they're also friends at the same time because they all have that rapport with each other yeah but i guess it's because they all know each other you know so then we get into the actual school day and they pull a prank on her where they put a worm in her in her sandwich and i will say this is a hundred percent disgusting this is actually very very cruel um and it's kind of one of the few scenes that are definitely around this time when you're talking about like a bullying scenes you know sometimes it's just like I put your pants down kind of thing. It's like, okay, we get that. But this is actually a very cruel joke. Yeah. And like, I would it, never wish this upon why someone. Why isn't the school administration stepping in at this point? Yeah, and you feel so bad for her. Uh, so apparently, and I was really reading up on it, that Arl Stein said that, because I guess Arl Stein was just around the set when they were filming this. And um, Carly Breath, the actress, said that she actually wanted a real worm. In the sandwich. Really? Yes. So she see, actually suggested it because she wanted to make it look real. And apparently they had to go through 12. Uh, they had to do this 12 different times. And so they had 12 different worms to work with. And I don't know if she actually bit into the worm. I don't know. It makes me think of that, that of another book that I read. I think it might have been in school. That was called like How to Eat Fried Worms or something. Oh, Yeah. I do remember that book. Yeah, but the most important part of this scene, in my opinion, is when you first start at the scene, it's panning across to establish that this is an outdoor Oh my god, area. I know what you're going to say. And so you see this girl and she she she's doing her best to act and do what she's <laughs> supposed to do. And so she picks up the sandwich and she looks at it. She's like, "Hmm, peanut butter and jelly." And she takes a bite. The funny well, thing hold is up. that before you say that the, the the sandwich was also like orange and black. So it was like a Halloween sandwich. Was it? Yeah, it was a Halloween sandwich. That's why she was like, cool. Yeah, but she very much did it like she looked at it and she's like, oh, this is so cool. And then took a bite. The the thing that like the actress didn't think about is that there was already a bite out of the sandwich. Yeah, you so can, that reaction makes zero sense. You can tell that this was a like It was second take. Like a second take and they forgot to reset and they just put it into the show. It was actually pretty uh, pretty funny um kind of find. So, we see that we see we get the scene where like uh she sees the duck costume and she's not a fan of it. So she wants to go to the Halloween store. I don't think it's a Halloween store. It's just like a like a prop, like like a you know magic shop kind well, of. Well, yeah, kind of it place. seems like it seems like it's a novelty store because they, yeah, they have like a bunch of different masks on the walls. Yeah, they have like some other general Halloween stuff. So she kind of sneaks in and she's already like uh, on the edge with this guy because he is apparently closed, but he didn't say that it was closed. So she he go- also didn't make her leave. He's just like we're closed, and then she's like, "But I need a mask," and he's like, 
but we're closed. And she's like, but well, I need he's a still mask. running a business. He's still running a business. <laughs> also, can you look? Um, Sorry. I forget. I always forget when we're like watching it concurrently. But, um, and also in the scene, when she's looking at the masks on the wall, there's this like traditional looking like um, mask raid mask. Yeah. That's not like painted fully. It looks like someone just like slapped a couple like brush strokes of like blue paint <laughs> on it and let it go. And there are two sticks to hold it. There should only be one. I guess. Uh, they're working on a budget. Yeah, but the I mean, there's also like some other little things, you know, it has to establish that like this is old and nobody's here because yeah. you go and she like blows dust off of the shelf of like this place that apparently just moved in yesterday. No well, the upkeep is definitely from. not on point here. So she goes into this restricted section and she finds the uh, the mask and ultimately the mask that we're going to be uh, know where this this show is going to be known for. And so she looks at the mask, and I'm still confused whether it is a goblin or because we know that we end up finding that the twist of the thing is is that these were actual like beautiful faces that then I guess like expired and now are like spoiled. And so I guess the mask that she ends up choosing, I think it's like a goblin or like a because eventually the voice that takes over for Carly Beth is like British. So what I in in my head canon okay um this guy cuz it's is pretty clearly established i mean we don't know why he has this weird chemical set that only has blue liquid in it but he's like making new faces for himself that's kind of what's going oh, on oh yeah um even though the 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 way that his lines read it could also just mean that like he's just taking other people's faces and wearing them ed gein style yeah but um in my brain each of these, because they're all different. Mm-hmm. What if each one of them represents one of the seven deadly sins? And like him wearing oh. the mask corrupts it. Because you've got like her mask could be wrath because it's like scary and makes her angry. The next yeah. to it, the one next to it could be um, gluttony. Yeah. Then then you you could have you've got like greed, you've got sloth, and, and it could go through the whole line because there are six or seven if you count if you the count one that his. he's wearing. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's probably so reading good. into this. No, much, that's but. good. I didn't even think about that. Uh, so eventually she gets caught and she's like, I'll get, I'll buy this mask. This is a scary mask. So he's already being like super creepy. First off, little girl, don't be in the room with this guy. This guy is sus as fuck. Like, I would never oh, yeah. be alone in the room with, well, the, with this like, guy. I would never go into the room that I'm obviously not supposed to be in in the first place. Yeah. And then she steals a mask and then throws money at him, even though he was. She's like, bye. He was she like, has a good 30 bucks. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, to be honest, that mask would cost like $80 at like oh, yeah. Party City. So I'm not, I'm not sure about that. So, I mean, and also says something about Carly Bath here that she has to. It's it, the situation with the bullies have gone so far that she has to put herself in this situation. And it's it's kind of sad because she's not willing to just go and leave and just be like, okay, never mind. This is like a bad idea. So a, a, a big difference with the book and this is because there are actually there's more evidence of the bullying in the book. Mm-hmm. So apparently in the book there's a whole scene where there's like a science fair and um, I guess like Carly Beth doesn't like spiders and they had like a whole the Steve and uh, the other character they have spiders. And 
I think he just like ends up pinching her or pinching her leg, and she gets scared and she like starts to freak out. Man, these people are like causing her psychological trauma. Yeah, they they apparently pretend that she has been bitten by the by the tarantula and she like completely humiliates herself in front of the teachers and the kids. For me, I'm like, oh, I feel like this is definitely giving me Carrie vibes. Oh yeah, like this is like okay, the sweet little girl who is very uh, fragile is going to get her. Um, is going to make sure that these guys get their just desserts. You know, she's going to make sure that it's, they. Don't. We are not going into our just desserts. We're not going into that. Not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. So we then go to Halloween night, and she's not going to be wearing the duck costume. She shows her brother uh, the duck co- the mask that she's wearing. And in this moment is where we realize that she starts to have struggle to take the mask off. And she eventually does. And she's like, okay, so that was weird. And she doesn't, she's not concerned about it at all. But uh, the brother was like, your voice changed. That's not your voice. And she was like, I don't know how I did it, but I like it. And so she like. And she clearly has a long uh, career ahead of her in voice acting. Yeah, I kind of want to know if this actress was in the mask the entire time because some of the acting is pretty good when she gets taken over by this by this monster yeah um so for me this mask was horrifying when i was little i was i thought this was a scary mask you didn't think this was scary oh no you thought it was like well this is your like run-of-the-mill scary mask um and and you did point on a nice little um halloween shout out by like seeing through the mask. Oh yeah, yeah. They, like walking into the kitchen with the, yeah. um, with the broom handle. It, it, yeah, it pays homage to Halloween where we get that um, the POV from the mask inside, which is like the beginning of Halloween, where mm-hmm. the kid is behind the ma- the clown mask. So then she ultimately takes her head model and put it on, puts it on a stick. She puts like this red fabric underneath. To kind of symbolize blood. Yeah, I didn't really get why she was taking them in the first place. But um, she also, I just want to point out, several times throughout the night, almost breaks this mask. And her mom was like, be careful. It's plaster of Paris. It's very fragile. Be careful with me. She like drops on the ground. Oh, yeah. It like falls over. I definitely think this is just like made of plastic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So she, you can kind of already see that she's being taken over by this mask and that she is not herself anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, And this mask, I have to say, I think eventually... This mask isn't a mask anymore. I think it ends up being like prosthetic that she just puts on the actress face mm-hmm. because it does look like it's part of her skin. Yeah, like it moves as she talks and does this. And it's it's like, and you pointed this out at the time that we were watching it, that it just starts to slowly become more and more and more a part of her. It, yeah, it becomes a part of her. It, beca- it starts to like sweat and become moist. Mm-hmm. And it just looks just... It, it just looks very different. It looks real. Yes, looks it really does. real. And for a kids show, for it, for this, these kind of like special makeup effects, I give it up to them. I mean, the CGI effects are yeah, not on say, point. It, it explains the rest of the special <laughs> they effects. They spent but... a lot of money on the actual mask. Um, but 
right now we're feeling super Halloween. Everyone's trick-or-treating. They're in masks. They go over to, like, Sabrina's house, and Sabrina is a mouse, um, which obviously, okay, she's going to end up being one of those popular girls later on in life. Mm-hmm. We, well, we, we get your girl. Um, and uh, Sabrina's like, oh, my God, you're so scary. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Carly Brett's like, that's the point. And I do want to point out that, like, Sabrina's costume, especially the mask, we find out later it's supposed to be a cat. That doesn't look like a oh, cat. Oh, shit. It's it a looks cat. Like, yeah, it looks like a mouse. I thought if she was a mouse. Because oh, at the time, oops. I'm like, I'm a mouse. Duh. <laughs> and then later, it turns out that she's supposed to be a cat. But I don't get cat from her uh, from her costume. Unless you, like, squint and try really hard. So at this point, we reach our, like, half hour mark. She starts to, like, go nuts on Sabrina. And she's, like, shaking her because she's like, oh, shut the fuck up like she really did just want her to shut up and so that's where we cut and then we we continue the next episode yeah further evidence by the way that sabrina is actually on the side of the guys like maybe they went to her and they were like we really like her we want to be in a throuple with her so like oh why you these are kids listen (laughs) i'm not gonna judge what they want to do with their lives so point being that they like like because Sabrina never defends Carly Beth to them, but she That's defends true. them to Carly Beth when Carly Beth is like, "I'm gonna go scare them," and Sabrina's like, "No, don't do that." Well, no, she she goes like, oh, "Just don't hurt them, okay?" She definitely likes the the other friends. So this kind of solidifies that Carly Beth is kind of on her own here, mm-hmm. and she has to kind of go into this situation in order to kind of seek her revenge. So we continue after the break, and she kind of it's just like joking around apparently with Sabrina. Sabrina's like, "Oh my god!" But she still sticks around with Carly Beth, even yeah. though she's dressed up like this. Yeah, and Carly Beth is like, "Oh my god, that was so great! Did you see your face?" And my only thought when she said that was like, "You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain." Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> but I mean, so then she they continue trick or treating, and she harasses one of the one of the kids and honestly i do think the theme of this whole episode is pretty scary like after she goes and seeks revenge to the bullies and she ends up scaring them and she's like oh my god oh my god and you know you have this whole scene in the gravesite where the boys are kind of like hanging out collie breath ends up scaring them and you then figure out that Carly Beth is not herself because she starts speaking in this weird like little accent and then she's like don't you don't you realize what you've done this is Carly Beth this is the new Carly Beth and you know this whole thing is kind of like Taylor Swift like where she's like the old Carly Beth is dead <laughs> you know, yeah so- well and and I almost feel like that's like a another another um support point for this being an allegory for sin and like giving into your baser desires as a human because the more that you like give into those like um just like basic urges Mm -hmm. to like get revenge and all this other stuff the less you have of yourself anymore yeah well that's why I, i find this story to be very disturbing and scary because if you think about it, this is a child. This is Carly Beth is just a, a girl who is still trying to find out her, find herself out. And you know, obviously, she's uh, the subject to a lot of bullying, which her mother is not even aware of. 
Yeah. You know, she doesn't know what's going on on that side. And so then she's in the situation where, like, this paranormal activity is kind of controlling her. And she's becoming this monster. And she loses herself. Like, for me, just alone, knowing that this mask has no end to it and has become part of my body frightens me because I have claustrophobia off the wazoo. And in order for me to, like, I, I need some air when she figures this out. And she, her reaction when she gets scared and realizes that her her skin, her mask is part of her skin, it looks like a true true reaction. Like, a kid would be... Uh, going crazy and when Sabrina's like oh my god there's no end there's no there's no line I can't take this off Um, and then she looks in her mirror and she sees that her eyes are like completely black and it's like those are not my eyes who am I this is where we get the true horror that you know at this point I I would also be like I just want my mom I just want my mom and I just want help like at this point she was so you know determined to do this by herself and now she's 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 not herself at all. She's losing herself uh, in the moment. She doesn't know what to do. And in between this, she ends up burying her mom's uh, model of herself into the ground. And she decides to ultimately go back to the Halloween shop to find out answers. She's like, what the fuck is this? Tell mm-hmm. me what's going on. And this is where we get the revelation that these masks are actual uh, beautiful uh living things that would be part of him hiding his own face which then we're like what the fuck do you look like man um but his face is also turning into like a gruesome kind of version of his himself yeah. like we see like the t- deterioration as the episode goes on um and in this episode it honestly made me kind of want to cry because Carly Beth is she, she this old man is telling her there's no way out. This is who you are. You'll never be that person anymore. And she starts to cry and she's like, No, please. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is horrifying. And I guess in this moment, uh, and you can kind of tell, like how I said before, how the filmmakers have to tone down the scariness of it, because this is kind of a scary situation. Mm-hmm. Um so then the the guy is like, okay, there's one thing that you can do. You would have to find a like true love or like so- something that like truly represents who you are underneath this mask. Yeah, and she doesn't she doesn't know what to do with that information. I I don't I don't know what I would have done with that information either. Uh, but then the masks start to like come alive because she's starting to kind of be a little bit loud, and I guess the masks start to wake up and we do get this really funny cgi of the mass floating in the air and coming after carly bath and obviously the guy is like whoops uh, run (laughs) go um so then carly bath is running and she decides to go back to the gravesite where she buried her head Mm -hmm. and she dug it up and she's like oh my god this is me this is me i i love carly bath this is who i am and um the ghosts are like, oh, no, love. <laughs> and they leave. Yeah. The animation was like, you know what it reminded me of? This is going to be a really weird deep cut. Deep uh, cut. The original um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie adaption, where it was like hand-drawn animation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was better than these computer-generated things. Yeah, well, you know what? They, they did what they could. I did like the little like lagging 
Yeah, you know what that reminded me of is do you? I remember like old Windows computers. You used to be able to set the mouse so that it would like trail behind wherever you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like that. Yeah, that's actually that 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 is a good reference. So after she like professes her love for herself, you know, obviously this is the anti-bullying message saying like fuck other people, you know, love who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole thing is that everyone thought that this girl needed to change. You know, it's like, oh, you're just too scared. You're always a scaredy cat. And was like, so like, she's still a person. She still doesn't deserve all this hatred against her, Um, which I'm sure they didn't like hate her, but they like, she didn't deserve this harassment. Yeah. Um, So then she like accepts herself and she ends up loving herself and she goes back and she's so happy. Um, obviously Sabrina's like, what the fuck is going on? Like she never, she, we never get a scene where she finds out what happened. Yeah. Uh, because she obviously saw that the mask was no longer a mask. And then her mom, you know, she hugs her mom, which I probably would have hugged my mom too after this scenario. And then her brother ends up wearing the mask as like a nice little button at the end being like, ha ha ha. Look at me. It's the final scare. Look at, it's the same uh, model that most horror movies use. That's true. No, yeah, it's a, it's the final scare. It's you think like oh, uh, also you stated why does she still have the mask? Yeah, I was like, so we're not going to return it. Like after all this, you're not yeah, going to go take it back. I thought that guy would have wanted that mask back. So eventually, you know, this story does have a sequel. There is like a haunted mask too. Mouse. <laughs> haunted mask too, and I believe one of the bullies ends up getting the. The mask, but it's a different mask. It's like an old man mask. So it's not the ma- same mask that we got to know in this one, which is which is kind of a bummer because I think this mask is so iconic. Yeah. Um, I would really love for like a full length movie of this of this story because I, I feel like they could do so much with it. You know, like really like expand the the atmosphere, the the, the characters, really flesh them out, make Sabrina a better friend at some point. <laughs> Okay, Cody, zero out of 10 worms in your sandwich. Uh, How much do you give it? I would say like a four or five. I really liked the, I liked the overall message, you know. Yeah. I I thought it was nice. I feel like I probably would have liked it more had I been watching it as the target demographic of the show. Because looking at this like, uh, you know, 20 years later and as an adult, I'm just like all I see are like the little things that like the flaws and this other stuff. Yeah, but, like, I feel like watching it as a kid, a I would kid. have liked it a lot more. Yeah. So you know, it wasn't. I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but it wasn't like it was just kind of in the middle. What would you uh, give it? Zero to ten scared Cody's. Like <laughs> this isn't scary. Um, obviously, if you were a kid, I think it would be a little bit higher. I I do think this still holds up in like the scare department, like. The mask itself, the message, the scenario that they get themselves into. Like, if I were to show this to a ten-year-old kid, I think they would they would be pretty scared, mm-hmm. or they would think it'd be totally awesome, like I do. Um, all right, well, guys, that was our mini sode of the haunted mask from the Goosebumps series, and now we are going to put out this fire and get into our tents and get all snuggly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Have a good one, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye.